1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. Very excited to be joined here today by Dr. Shaheen
1: Gadir. Gadir. Shaheen okay. Gadir. Shaheen, <laughs> Shaheen Gadir. Gadir. A lot of people call me Dr. G. Okay, <laughs> I'll just call you, you
0: Dr. G for the rest <laughs> of the episode. That's much better. I'm really excited about today because you are a fertility expert
1: correct?
0: Yes, I am. Uh, something that affects so many women around the world and especially later in life. I actually just froze my eggs. So this is a fascinating topic. And and, and my children were IVF. My sons were IVF. Yasmin um, wasn't. But the one thing I say when I, because so many girls sort of write to me about relationships and, you know, they haven't found the one by the time that late twenties or whatever. And what are they going to do? And I'm like, all I write back is freeze your
1: eggs. Mm -hmm. It's so simple, but it's yet so difficult.
0: So simple. And once you've frozen your eggs, life is really your choice. What do you see mostly? I mean, what sort of age bracket is, is that, would you suggest people start coming to see somebody like you?
1: So we have one of the largest fertility clinics in the United States. We see people coming for many different reasons. We see single women coming to freeze their eggs. We're getting more and more a tremendous volume of men coming in to freeze their sperm, scared that COVID may have some effects in the long run. We have gay couples from around the world. We have older couples. We have you know just any kind of combination of individuals, lesbian couples um, that are all coming to us the struggle that we're having with people is that not yet enough of the world is aware of egg freezing. And I just had someone who very dear patient of mine that came all the way from Dubai to my clinic to freeze her eggs here, because sadly in the Middle East, in some places, it's not even allowed. And in places that it's done, it's not done that well. And people have not had success using those eggs tremendously. Um, Luckily for us, we've had 44 and 45 year olds, even frozen eggs that led to live birth and we have evidence of it. So that's really for us a great accomplishment and we're really proud of it.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Yes, um, over here, you have to be either married to, well, I think they may have changed that now because you couldn't live before with, you know, if you weren't married, we couldn't live together and you couldn't freeze your eggs. And if you're a single person, you had to have permission from your parents, which is hilarious. But uh, now we can freeze our eggs, but you can't make embryos with them you know, you have to be married to make the embryo?
1: Half of the patients that come into our clinic, I noticed are not married these days. They're freezing eggs, they're freezing embryos, they're just being smart about moving ahead. You know, I just think everyone has to do what is right for them and the morals and the... the cultural aspects that work well for them. Sadly, I don't like it when government is telling people what's right for them and not an individual making that decision themselves.
0: It's a tough one over here. I mean, I did have eggs from years ago that I actually got rid of because I mean, like a lot of women, I think I've had three children. I'm I'm never going to have any more. And then life sort of throws you a curveball. And I'm not thinking now, but you know, you never know. At my age, I'm 44. Is it unlikely that my eggs would be good on their own like this? I mean, I only got three.
1: So it's, it's hard to say. I've had someone slightly older than you who made two and had a beautiful baby all over reality TV world when it happened. So it was someone that was very open about it and was a patient of mine who I happened to be friends with and was, was very open about it. You know, it did really well. However, you know, there's some people who they make 30 eggs. And none of the eggs lead to live birth. I always tell everyone, you just the sad thing about freezing the eggs is that you don't know how they're going to do until you come to use them. So the more you have, the better. Three eggs is not a lot of eggs, but people have done well with one egg. You just have to be that lucky one egg. And obviously the more eggs you get, the better the chances of doing well.
0: If you're not thinking about it, but you want to just keep your eggs, it's like a, I mean, explain to people, it gives you how many years would these eggs last?
1: Indefinitely. I just tell people, please don't come back 20 years from now and expect to use your eggs and carry them because that's not going to be a wise thing to do. The eggs don't really expire. The eggs are pretty much when they go into this glass light stage called vitrification, the freezing process, it goes into that stage and it just kept there indefinitely.
0: This is obviously a choice that people are making later in life and you can wait and it means that young girls don't have to rush down the aisle and, you know, feel the the ticking clock. But also, as you said, I think there's now people are choosing gay and lesbian relationships and things like that. I mean, like it's opened up a whole new world. What is your sort of number one reason? Because infertility, because women are finding it harder and harder to have children, or is it for different reasons today?
1: You know, it's for many reasons. Infertility is still the number one thing that we treat, but fertility... Is the one that's growing. We have, you know, Tom Daly and his beautiful baby and lovely husband who are patients of ours and have the most beautiful kid in the world and who are the most amazing parents I've ever seen, um, who are open and encourage people and have encouraged so many of their gay c- friends and couples coming from around the world to see us. Th- these are people that are opening doors and. People that never had hope of having families are now doing so. But all of the other people, all of the, the main issue that we're having in the world is that our moms were having us when they were in their early 20s. And now people are trying to have babies for the first time in their late 30s or early 40s. And it gets difficult. There's benefits and there's downsides of both. The benefits, uh, there's a lot of, there's lots of reasons, but the number one reason that we're seeing more and more fertility issues is that women are having kids later and their fertility, even if you are the healthiest, you're the best, has significant decline with time.
0: What age do you think is too old to get your hands on someone? Like what's the oldest mother you've made? When you
1: say like up to what age can you get someone pregnant? The American Society of Reproductive Medicine encourages us not to get anyone once they hit 55 pregnant. Now. I really am against and I think it's very complicated to be pregnant in your 50s and I don't really recommend it I have had a patient that was over 50 that we got pregnant but she was in excellent health she had her cardiology clearance she had her gynecology clearance she had her internal medicine clearance and every single thing and she went to her due date and she did great is it recommended for most no all the risks of being pregnant as you get older go up as well um, so that's you have to you know outweigh these things and think about them. But then there's again, the advent, not only of an egg donor, but there's also the advent of the surrogate as well. And surrogacy is the fastest growing aspect of the world of fertility in the United States, at least, and bringing people from around the world to us.
0: Okay. Let's take a little pause in the show and discuss, which I'm sure you've heard me discuss before. Woo More Play, it's an all-natural sexual wellness brand that takes your sex life to the next level, people. They've got it covered from start to finish with their coconut love oil, freshies and now quickies so you can get better sex life on the go and even if it's just in your living room because we're all on lockdown i always like to take their freshies towelettes before sex because they're made with coconut water and smell fucking amazing so i'm always feeling confident especially after a quickie between zoom calls (laughs) these days i'm even keeping in them in the car for an easy way to clean hands between the grocery runs for the best sex ever, you have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. It's made with organic coconut oil, and even though we use it for everything like foreplay, massages, sex, whatever, it's also edible. And girls, it tastes like vanilla cupcake, no joke. Highly recommend testing that one for yourself. And if you love the love oil like I do... Woo's new quickies are a game changer. These are cute, perfectly pre proportioned packs of love oil. So all you need to do is rip off the top and get going. No mess, no cleanup. So sign me up. So head over to woomoreplay.com forward slash discount forward slash DND for 20% off your order of Woo. Or use code DND at checkout for 20% off Woo More Play to start spicing it up today. That's 20% off with code DND. Trust me, you'll keep coming back for more. Ooh, let's get back to the show. I have the problem with in my own mind, like if I had a, a child at this stage, I'd obviously I'd want it to be my egg and his sperm. You know, I also have this whole thing about being, you know, over, you're right, like being a really old mum. And then, you know, your child only has 20 years with you.
1: I don't want to hear that since I have my youngest (laughs) when I was 45, so I don't know if I want to hear that right now.
0: Oh, you did have your youngest at 45? Okay.
1: And I have twins from IVF. It was their birthday yesterday. They turned nine. I have an older one who's 11 and then twins from IVF, and then a spontaneous surprise who's three and a half.
0: Well, you look, look like Doogie Hauser. So if you're 45, then we can keep no, going.
1: I'm 49.
0: 49? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, then I'll keep going. I'm 44. So um, <laughs> I think today with, with everything, society the way it is, everyone's doing things later, which I, as I'm, I'm saying is not a bad thing for people because, I mean, as we all know, that I think marriages are are more complicated. Life is more complicated. And this way, you you know, you know get to choose. That's my point. I'm not saying that it's right body-wise to not have babies in your 20s. I just think it's we live so much longer that it, it ruins people's lives too early. They have to make choices they wouldn't necessarily make. You only just left your teenage years, for God's sake, and suddenly you have to find a husband and have a baby because you're fucked.
1: I, mean, I don't know if I'd say it ruins your life, but I want to just say looking back, you're really still very young and you still don't know a lot in your 20s. But I have to say, you know, my wife was 22 when we got married and she's really happy that she's a really young mom.
0: No, I mean, look, I mean, my parents too. And I, you know, I had mine, uh, well, I had mine at 28, but I just think that you have more choices when you know yourself.
1: Smarter, you're definitely smarter. And I don't think that being under the pressure of your biological clock should be a reason to have a child. And it should be more when you're ready. And in every aspect of your life and your body, you're good to move forward. That's what I would say.
0: Me too. And I, having said that, I don't think you're ever ready. Nobody ever goes, yes, this is my time.
1: I know. No, yes, exactly. And no one's ever exactly ready and you can never be ready. And I have people that postpone and postpone. And I said, if you're looking for an 18 year block of your life, that's going to be carved out for you to do that. It's not going to
0: happen. With just a window where you don't need to work those months, but a you little, still get just paid. a little window of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not,
1: next Thursday, we'll see you. It'll start next Thursday. Not
0: happening. No, I, and I love the fact now that everybody can have children. So, you know, for me, I have a lot of gay friends as well. And it's something that's so interesting to me because everyone deserves to have a, a child or, you know, to be able to have that kind of relationship. And so what you're doing is providing um solutions to many loving couples who, you know, haven't been able to complete their family. I and I think it's a wonderful thing. And it's a big thing for over here because obviously you're not allowed or anything like this. So, you know, it's an interesting different way of sort of seeing the world and what you do. Is that a big part of your business? Sort of gay couples? It's a
1: huge part and it's growing more and more rapidly. And I have to tell you, um It's changed significantly over the last 16 years that I've been doing this. It has grown much, much more rapidly than some of the other areas. Um, We have helped so many different parents. And when things are more difficult for patients, sometimes they become a lot more satisfying. So these are couples that had a hard time, a really hard time trying to get pregnant. So at the end of the day, they're some of the happiest um, more, most grateful patients that I have, the ones that had to go through so much to get there. Our, our, we have a tremendous amount. Uh, we're the closest clinic to West Hollywood here in Los Angeles because we're located in the heart of Beverly Hills. So we have a lot of local um, gay couples, but we have gay couples coming from around the world, literally around the world to our clinic.
0: And with everything that's going on now, how safe is it to, 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 to be doing this?
1: So we have a lot of precautions that we take right now in our office. Um, our offices, if you know Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive, we're three blocks over. And until you have COVID testing, you can't come up there. We're doing our absolute best. It's been a very challenging time for many industries, especially ours, to try to keep it safe, but we're doing as best the job as we can. To be very honest, we were busier last year than we've been in any year ever. And we had about two months of closure. So to be honest with that, People are not traveling. A lot of people are working from home and able to do everything that they wanted to do. And they don't have to go to their office. It's easier for them to come to the clinic. And if you're not going to be going anywhere and doing much, perfect time to be pregnant. If you're taking advantage of travel deals and <laughs> going around the world right now, not a good time to do this.
0: You're right. I think uh, actually there you are. There's that bit in life where you go, I've got nothing to do. I'm stuck at home. Even if you're working at home, this is a good time to put your feet up. When would you suggest at what age should a woman start thinking like this? And also, I don't know, I I had them done before with my ex-husband, but then I, th- I kind of feel like you... I wanted fresh eggs. Husband,
1: did you make embryos that you made into your children?
0: Everyone's talking about this. Is embryos what you an think
1: should be done? Egg and the sperm together. Yes. If you probably did it with your ex-husband, you probably made embryos, and those are, you know, going to be both of your property. And I don't know if you'd want to use those with now with your boyfriend. So those aren't even an option. Once you put the sperm and the egg together, there's no going back. So I try to tell people that I have a lot of patients that come in and they're like, do I make eggs? Do I make embryos? We're engaged. And I I tell them if you're 99.99% sure that that's the person you're having a kid with, you freeze eggs only. And only if you are 100% sure, do you make your embryos? So a lot of things happen prior to weddings and the stressors and all the things that happen. So that's why I think making an egg is safer at that time.
0: A lot of things happen. So take me a little bit through the process. So somebody comes sure. to
1: you. So you said something though, if someone can't see me, I do consultations with patients around the world. Right. But so we do consultations and I have people that just call me just to talk for an hour and get opinions on what to do. They try to figure out to do the best they can if they cannot come. Now the world has really changed. Before, lots of people were coming from other places and somehow getting here. Somehow, people have made it in now. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it, but people have come from Dubai and people are coming from places and they are making it here. But the first thing that we do is you register it to make a consultation.
0: If I was coming from abroad and talking to you, would you, or you were talking to my fertility clinic here, would you tell them what to give me? Or is that, how does that work? Yes, I
1: would. I would be making, I'd be the one making the protocol of the medications and you would be following exactly what I tell you to do. You would only be going there and doing what's called monitoring. They would only do your ultrasounds on your blood tests and then they would send me the results. So in the UK, I think it's called city fertility. Like they send the records, like within hours, I have all the results there and they're great to work with. There's different, I have in different places around the world, my favorites that I send people to um, where they get the results back to us really quickly and we tell them what to do and they continue and then they go in for the local monitoring and eventually they need to fly in.
0: Okay, let's take a little break from the show and discuss something I think that we all suffer from finding online shopping a little bit daunting. Getting sick of our own wardrobe. And as the weather gets colder, it may be time to take a look at our winter wardrobe and see if we want to make any changes. Stitch Fix can help you choose new pieces that you love. Stitch Fix is a personal stylus that can help you pick pieces that are timeless, which I think is so key, people. I was a stylist uh, for many years. I don't know if many of you know that. Timeless, key pieces are key to any wardrobe because especially in today's world where I think you know it's less about high fashion now and more about homewear, loungewear, lounge wear and things like that but we all still want to look stylish and Stitch Fix offers clothing hand selected by an expert stylist for your unique style size and and budget it's completely different and fun way to find clothes that you'll love to wear every piece is chosen for your fit and your life and an easy solution to finding out what makes you look and feel best i don't think things like this are a luxury i think they're a necessity so stitch fix has set up automatic deliveries and you'll pay just twenty dollars styling fee for each box $20 styling, which is incredible. I mean, that's really like affordable luxury, which gets credited towards your pieces that you keep, and there are no hidden fees ever. It has easy returns and exchanges and a prepaid return envelope. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion, women, men, kids. They ship all over the U.S., and they're available in the U.K. as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash dnd and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix that's stitchfix.com slash dnd for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix stitchfix.com slash dnd okay so what what are the steps they come to you
1: so they come we do a consultation we go over everything a to z Um, If it's just the female, we go over all her history. If it's a male and a female, if it's two males, we go over everyone's history, going through all the most important things in someone's life that could affect their fertility that I need to be aware of, the things we need to change, things we need to test. And then afterwards, we give an entire list of blood tests and ultrasounds and different fallopian tube tests, sperm tests, because I need to collect information.
0: That's very interesting, actually, just interject that, because here, of course, there's no test done on the man because- You're not married, so it's all about the woman here. So you're on your own here.
1: So if you're freezing eggs, obviously we don't test anything on a man either. You don't, so you you don't need to check. Because because 99% of the women freezing eggs don't have a man in their life. They're coming to our office as single women. But if a young couple comes in and they're like, we're both... 30, we're lawyers and we're going to be working hard for the next 10 years in our careers. And we want to make sure we have our own kids. Then it's different because then you check the man, the woman, and then you make an embryo, the egg and the sperm together, leaving it there for when they come back in the future.
0: Because women seem to take infertility on as their own. West, how often do you see that it's the man these days as well?
1: So that's a very good point. Thank you for making it. Um, Newest statistics in the United States is about 40% female problem, 40% male, and 20% unknown. And I think it's pretty much standard around the world, to be honest. What causes male infertility? The list begins... So being overweight, the use of tobacco, excessive alcohol, drugs, excessive heat, steam rooms, saunas, jacuzzis, super tight underwear, laptops on your lap. Anything that's going to make your testicular region extra warm is bad for you. Any kind of toxin that's going in your body, too much of it is bad for you. Anything that doesn't let things breathe well can be bad for you. Now, there are people that do all these things and they have good sperm, but the majority of people, these are lots of things that additively can make your sperm quality really poor. There are people that genetically just have poor sperm. There are people that have thickened veins that bring too much blood flow and blood is warm so that again. Excessive blood flow, which is all called a varicocele, causes damage to the uh, sperm as well, and takes the sperm quality down too.
0: What does um, bad swimmers mean? Is that a thing?
1: So when you're looking at swimmers or the sperm, there's different things you look at. One is how quickly they swim, which direction they're swimming, and also you look at the look of the sperm, which is called morphology. So the swimming is called motility. Morphology is the head, the neck, and the tail the head, the neck, and the tail of the sperm have to be very normal looking. And then there's count. If this count is low, you can't get pregnant either. So it's kind of sad though in the Middle East how they just ignore the man and assume it's the woman.
0: Well, that's why I just, I think it's a big thing to get across these days because women take on fertility, as I said, as if it's their own game. And like the men come in at the last and just, you know, all they have to do is this one thing and, and it works and that's not true. And I think that that's really important to tell people that, you know, it's a 50-50 responsibility, really. I mean, I know with my fertility issues, it was both of us. And if you have a little bit of both of you, it's the same outcome. It's not It's not going to happen.
1: You know, it takes two to tango. It's no, not one person. In any case, even if it's one person's issue, it's really both person's issues. I tell patients that it's all three of our issues because I'm involved now too. So <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. You can't blame one. Blaming another one person or the other is not going to do anything.
0: Well we live in a really good blame culture, I have to be honest, so it's like always somebody else's fault i've learned it should be something that's taken on like sport and it's interesting having a younger boyfriend now who is so into this because you know I would have thought he would be like what what are we doing why Why do I need to do all this I'm eleven you know i, I mine are all fine, but he's not he wants you know he wants to come and see someone like you. he wants to have his embryos made It's like people are m- more responsible and more open to things like this today?
1: Because people are talking about it now. 15 years ago, when I had been doing this for a few years, people would come up and take me in a corner at a party and ask me questions and be fearful that someone may see. People are now open about this, and it's taking the taboo of it away because there is no taboo. There's nothing wrong with having to need some help with fertility or being proactive about it. One really important thing that I really want people to hear is that there's a lot of evidence and data out there that says men over the age of 40 also have increased chances of abnormal sperm that affect the embryo. So chromosomal abnormalities, autism, there's a link as mild link. We're not sure. So just all these things that say that the older the sperm gets, there could be issues as well. That's why we have a lot of younger men just coming to freeze sperm because you never know when you're going to get a pandemic or something like this happen.
0: Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. So men come like women, single men come and freeze their sperm. Yeah. I had never thought of that. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, whoever's listening as well, that's an amazing thing. I didn't think about that. Absolutely. And that stops your biology. I mean, I didn't even think men really had a biological clock. You're right. They don't have a
1: biological clock because you can basically get pregnant. You can impregnate a woman to the day you die, but you're not sure if when you're 60, you have good sperm still. I mean, you have sperm, but does it swim, mel- swell? Does it look good? Does it do well? You have no idea. And you don't know when you're going to get some damage or something that's going to happen to you that's going to cause your sperm to change drastically. So it's just another safety precaution.
0: And okay, so let's discuss this as well. So um, if you are prone to or you have family illness, can having IVF and doing all this stuff with you, can you stop this if you've got a history of maybe autism and things like this? No.
1: No, autism, you cannot. But anything that is located on a chromosome, you can. For example, like breast cancer, it's located on the, it's the BRCA gene. Have you ever heard of BRCA breast cancer? No. The genetic? So that can be stopped. So if you carry the BRCA gene, BRCA, you can do a test where we can weed out the embryos that have the BRCA and which ones don't. So only the embryos that go in you don't have the BRCA and your child no longer has to live in fear of catching breast cancer. Wow. What else can you do? So, we do genetic testing. There's a test we do that's about 300 different disorders on husband and wife, man and woman. If, or on sperm and egg, whoever. Are you allowed to choose boy
0: or girl in America? I I forget.
1: Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So, we are able to do this genetic testing. The most common genetic disorder in the world is cystic fibrosis. Studies have shown that up to one in 19 people are carriers. So if you're a carrier of cystic fibrosis, and coincidentally you meet someone who is, you have a chance that one out of every four of your kids will have cystic fibrosis and usually die by the age of 30. We have testing that we can do as long as we know that in advance to make sure that the embryos that go in you do not have at all that disease. So if we know in advance, we can check for things.
0: That's fascinating because, you know, I do see some of these uh, those this lovely girl in England who's in all over the press and she's had, I think, two sets of Down syndrome twins. And I just think to to myself, how does she do that on her own? You know,
1: The Down syndrome, definitely in the United States. So 99.9% of the patients in my office that do IVF, they're doing pre-implantation genetic testing, which is called PGT, where you're checking the embryos for all 46 chromosomes. The most common disorder we weed out is Down syndrome. But there is a lot of people around the world that don't believe in that genetic testing and they just put the embryo in blind. I
0: actually think that that's one of the most important things you can do for yourself, for your family. If you know that your family is prone to these diseases, what a blessing to be able to to weed out things like this in, in your family. No one's
1: prone to Down syndrome. No, but I mean, Women, other other genders are prone to it, um, and that's basically how it works. But for sure, for sure, any disorder that's in the family, there's things to be done to make sure. Now, if your partner doesn't carry a disorder that you do carry, the chances of your child having it is almost zero. If it's a do- autosomal dominant, meaning only one person needs it, it's a big problem and we could weed it out. If it's autosomal recessive and two people need it, that's when we ha- can check and see which ones are the ones that are affected and which ones are healthy and normal.
0: Okay, so let's take a little pause from the show and discuss this new brand for boys that I've just discovered called Strike Club. It was actually founded by... Four women with 11 children between them. So they actually know what they're talking about, people. And I found this product in the States last time I was there and started using it for the boys because I needed something that was just simple and effective, and really easy to use for the boys because they won't do a complicated skincare routine. And there's so many products out there today for girls and nothing out there for the boys. So Strike Club was born. What a great idea. It's formulated and tested and approved by the co-founder and dermatologist, Sheila McGuinness. Sheila has infused the product line with a unique ingredient that kills the bacteria that cause acne without dryness or irritation. So I've started using this on my boys now, even though they're 10. But they can literally jump in the shower and put it all over their face and head and all over the body, which is just perfect for two boys who want to get in and out as fast as possible, frankly. And it's safe. They formulate it without parabens, sulfates, and they're cruelty-free because safety is simply non-negotiable when it comes to our kids. Strike Club is available at Target stores and Target online and at strikeclub.com. If you go to strikeclub.com right now and enter the code CAROLINE at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your first purchase. That's strike with a Y, -y S-T-R-Y-K-E-C-L-U-B.com. Code CAROLINE for 15% off. Enjoy. Let's get back to the show. In this day and age, and life has changed so much, women are making the choice to have babies on their own now. I have two friends, really good friends who just went ahead and did it on their own. They were sick of mi- waiting for Mr. Right. And they went in, had their, their baby on their own and they, you know, they, they put it off for a long time. And w- one of them actually considered, you know, doing it with her best uh, gay friend for years and years and years. And then we talked about it so much. And I was like, well, you know, it must. it's even harder in a way because you are friends but you can't you know you're not going to have the same what if he wants to move you don't want to move um you have different religions and because you're not in love you're not going to give each other the leeway it's just a difficult one so she went off and did it by herself and she's so happy because then you control everything
1: co-parenting well, is very challenging we've had some patients that have come i have a amazing uh, guy that came in gay and his girlfriend friend <laughs> They had a kid. Everything was perfect until she decided to move to another state. Yes. And it became the end of friendship and it became a disaster. So I always felt so horrible for that kid who's the now between just someone, people that were never even in a relationship, just co-parenting, and it's a child. It's a life of a child. Which That's I don't the think problem.
0: Co-parenting is you have to. I mean, I'm co-parenting now because I'm divorced, but I had 18 years with that man, so you know, it's very different. And. If you start from a place of where the marriage has already ended, really, um, and you're just friends, it's impossible. And then it's very hard the other one to put their foot down and say, well, I'm moving or, you know, I want them to be brought up in this religion because, you know, you don't really get that much of a say. That's why I kind of think that doing it on your own, the whole way on your own. And now the process is because I I was fascinated by this. You get to see a book and a picture right? because I always worry that what, what if you don't know what the person looks like and, and the sperm is such a a big part of the DNA.
1: Many of them have videos now too.
0: What happens if the guy wants to come back and meet the baby ever? He doesn't get that choice.
1: No, there's some things that there is. When picking a sperm donor now, you can select a sperm donor that says clearly at the age of 18, the child can reach out and they agree from now. You know, with the advent of all the DNA testing, it's almost impossible to keep this stuff completely hidden. Yeah. And keeping it from your child or the egg donor, keeping it from them, it's going to come out one way or another. And I don't think it's a great idea. I think being honest and open about the things that we do in fertility for your children and for them to know is probably the safest thing to do. Many, many people, egg donors and sperm donors these days agree that at a certain age, the the offspring can meet them.
0: And why would a man become a a sperm donor then? Are they paid or is it just, you know... They're paid.
1: But they're not paid a lot, though, to be honest. They're paid very little. It's one of those things that I don't comprehend because I don't think I could do it because I have kids and I couldn't understand if I gave my sperm away for some random person to have my child. Yeah. But I really appreciate that many people do that because... It's really helping many people that without them would not be able to have beautiful families.
0: Agreed. I have a really good girlfriend who tried IVF for many, many years, never worked. And it was her eggs or whatever. And I had to all my eggs taken. And I remember saying and saying to my then husband, I'll give them one of my eggs. And then he said, but then you're going to have a child with her husband. That I have to look at. And I hadn't even thought about that. To me, it was just like, you know, that it was going to look like me and him. And I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I I love the anonymity of it. I think it's out of your circle, out of your friends. It's just you and this book that you're choosing. And it's everything in the end is down to you, which if you're going to go that far and you're not, you haven't got the man of your dreams, then I want every decision to to be my decision.
1: By the way, it's all online now. Um, You can pick the largest sperm bank in the world is called the California Cryobank. They're located right in town, but you can have their sperm sent to you anywhere in the world. And the egg donor agencies, you do it all online and you can pick them. We during this time period, the people that have been unable to come to the United States, we've had people that we had the sperm, they picked their egg donor, we made their embryo, and then they selected a surrogate. One of my patients' baby delivered, she's Chinese, the baby delivered in November and the surrogacy agency has gotten a caregiver for the baby and is still in LA and soon going to be going back to China. That's in the
0: insane. So how much would that cost, that whole process?
1: The process of using an egg donor and a surrogate, like for our gay couples, it comes out to about like $150,000.
0: So it's a, you know, it's a proper investment.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's a lot of, there's a lot involved.
0: Look, I've had three babies. So to have someone else carry it would be amazing at this stage I had, because I also have preeclampsia. Oh,
1: wow. Well, and that goes up a lot with age too.
0: Yes. So apparently everything goes up with age these days. So it's, it's a real thing for me to carry babies. So it's an interesting concept. What else can you tell me? That are the do's and the don'ts and the why's,
1: you know, answer. So I think the most important thing that anyone who's listening to today is that if you're interested in having kids, even if you're not 100% sure you want to have kids because something changes in people's bodies when they're hitting like 38, 39 years old. I have people that come in all the time and tell me, I thought I did not want to have kids and my body changed. And now there's something that tells me I want to have kids. I hear that all the time. Having a great insurance policy and do, freezing your eggs when you're, and you asked me this eighth, the question earlier, and I'm sorry, we, did, we got distracted. The age that I don't want anyone else to ignore is the age of 30. Once you've hit 30, you have to go and check a blood test called AMH, anti-malarian hormone. The AMH is the number one predictor of your egg reserve. If the number is good, great. Then you should be freezing your eggs when the number is good. If the number has had a small decline, well, then you better hurry to freeze your eggs because that means you're on your downhill slope already. If the number is low, you need to go hurry and freeze those eggs. So these are things, there's just no alternative. There is no alternative if you're not ready to have kids now than to freeze your eggs. If you're in a relationship, you can freeze your embryo because once you put the egg and the sperm together, then you can genetically test. Then you know of all the eggs, how many were normal males, how many were normal females, and you can have all of that information there for you for the rest of your life.
0: This is amazing information. And I think it's something that will help so many women because I get asked all the time and I I have so many people that come to me as well and they say to me, you know, well, I'm only, because I'm in the healthcare industry over here, I'm only in my thirties. What do you think? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, why wouldn't you just get it done? Put them aside. How hard is the process on the body? And you know what else I always hear? Women think I'm going to get fat. It is quite hard though. You're shaking your head. It is quite hard. I found doing it this time it took me quite a long time to get rid of those at least three pounds. I could not get, I
1: know it's a selfish thing. Let me just address this. You're going to retain fluid. So they're usually about like three centimeters by, by four centimeters, the ovaries. And the ovaries will grow into the size of two different grapefruits. For someone who makes like 15, 20 eggs, which is our average patient. Yes. And they're going to retain fluid. And it's, you're going to have to wait until your next period, about two weeks later, to lose all the fluid and it goes back. Now, I have patients of mine that have gained a lot of weight during this process, but they also admitted to me that when I get nervous, when I get anxious, I eat a lot. So it's not necessarily that the egg freezing process makes you gain weight. It really doesn't, because I have many, many, many patients that have done this, and once they've lost the fluid that they retained during that process, they went back to normal very quickly. Another myth that I wanted to answer is that I am not taking out all of your eggs every month when you ovulate one egg, you release this one egg, and as a result of that ovulation there 's about a thousand other eggs that die off in the process. We are trying to recruit three, five, ten, twenty thirty of the ones that are going to die off anyways. We are not taking out all of your eggs. You are not going to go into an earlier menopause in any way whatsoever by us taking out that many eggs and also just because you freeze your eggs does not mean you cannot get pregnant naturally. So for many people that freeze their eggs, they can get pregnant the next month, the next year, those are just there. So if you do try to get pregnant and it doesn't work as your last alternative before having to use someone else's egg, you have your own eggs available for yourself to use. So those are some of the biggest myths and questions that I get asked all the time. You know, I just want everyone to know that the number one thing you could do for yourself is address this issue earlier in life, not later.
0: Well, thank you so much. This is so interesting and I know it will hit a lot of women and I'd, you know, probably going to come back to you with a million questions and I'm definitely sending you my results after this.
1: No, I'm happy to, you know, it will be fun. We can do an Instagram live. People can ask questions and I do that all the time with lots of people around the world. So it's a, a great way to do it.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I, I know that this will get a big reaction because as I said, women around the world are sort of, and men are fascinated by this topic and it's such a hot topic. And I think, you know, with the world changing the way it is, everything is changing. And this just makes you relax and gives you time and makes you make the right decisions for you so that we're not in a rush. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.